You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers! Welcome back to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast. We have a ton of exciting news dropped on us since I last talked at you. And my guest is not only in a band that has been a staple on the jam scene for 32 years, but also an internet sensation right now. That's right, the Colorado man that sings to his fox, Foxy, Leftover Salmon's own Andy Thorne. But first, some camp news. Uh, Round 3 was just announced and includes some exciting artists to round out the festival. Uh, Big Gigantic, Sunburn, and DJ Paul from 3-6 Mafia and Magic City Hippies have all been added to the top tiers. But also there's a ton of bands with former ties to camp, including Marcus Rezac's Shred is Dead. Uh, Jim Cotta seems to be one that people are excited about. I'll have to check them out. And I'm excited to see a band that I just saw last night tearing down Thalia Hall, the Lowdown Brass Band. Uh, Also, the Sunday Fun Day one-ticket lineup was announced. So if you can't make it for the whole weekend and you can only make it down for the big finale on Sunday, you can purchase a ticket to just just that day. Uh, You'll get most of the top-tier names. Uh, Umphreys and Moe, of course, but also Smashing Pumpkins will be there on Sunday. Little Feet, Liquid Stranger, Big Wild, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Yonder Mountain, Andy Frasco, Death Kings, and, and so many more. Uh, the, the Late Night Barn that night is Liquid Stranger and Manic Focus. So uh, I'll probably be sleeping it off by then. But but yeah, come on down just for Sunday if, they, if that's all you can do. Uh, the VIP lineup is out. Uh, it includes in- intimate performances from artists like Cherub, the infamous String Dusters, Victor Wooten, The Works, and many more, as well as our guest today. You'll find me at the Leftover Salmon Acoustic Set in the VIP tent for sure. Also, the pre-party lineup was just solidified and, inc- and includes uh, STS-9, Svungle, uh, Keller Williams, and many more there. I think I saw Family Groove in there as well. And lastly, check on the SCAMP webpage for applications for volunteers, nonprofits, artists, and to sign up for the field team if you're so inclined to take a break from the music and play some field games. And as always, stick around after the interview for the Jam of the Week, which is a selection from a past summer camp. Okay, on to my guest. Andy Thorne has been the banjo player in Leftover Salmon for 12 of the last 32 years. But lately, he's been getting a ton of attention on Instagram and YouTube as the guy playing to a fox in the gorgeous hills of his Colorado backyard. Here's Andy. Summer campers, I am here with Leftover Salmon's own Andy Thorne. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great. Just enjoying some home time. Yeah, it looks like it. You, you, and, and your home is a beautiful home, which many people have gotten to see, I think, uh, as of the last six months or so uh, through, through YouTube. But um, the, the, uh, the first question I ask everyone on the podcast um, is... Uh, what was your first concert? And and by that, I mean like big concert that really had an impact on you. Um, 
Well, I was lucky to grow up in North Carolina, so there was a lot of bluegrass around. And as a young banjo player, that was exciting. And my first concerts were actually more rock because that's what I, you know, when you're a young teenager, I think I was more into that. I think the first concert I went to was Spin Doctors and Screaming Trees. <laughs> it's so awesome. But I then, saw that like, tour. As a, what's that? I saw that tour. Dude, I mean... Spin- Spin Doctors is recently back, by the way. They're they're touring. I still love that band. I can listen to that album anytime. Nobody upstairs who the stone can shout with you. Nobody in the back dog gonna throw my lonely out. She holds a shotgun when we do we So that was a pretty cool way to start. But then I started to get more into like the bluegrass and jam band scene a little bit. And um, maybe when I started high school and I went to Merle Fest in 1997 and that festival completely blew my mind. I saw Bella Fleck, Sam Bush. I saw Leftover Salmon. I saw String Cheese and all these bands that I ended up being huge fans of after. And uh, so now it's definitely really cool to be in Leftover since that was one of the first jam bluegrass shows I ever saw. Yeah, well, <clears throat> first of all, I'm, I'm sticking with Spin Doctors. I, I, I'll take the chance to cut in Spin Doctors, which I haven't had before. But um, please do. Was, was, that the, was that the first time you saw Leftover? Was that your first introduction to them? That was. Yeah, I mean, Merle Fest 97 changed so many things for me because I was a young banjo player and I hadn't seen hippies playing bluegrass yet, I don't think. I'd seen more of the North Carolina bands and stuff. And I mean, half the time they're in suits and yeah. that didn't appeal to me that much. So to see hippies like I wanted to be playing bluegrass, I was like, holy cow, this looks fun. <laughs> You just and I knew just... they were from Colorado, and it also sort of that was the first time I was like, "Oh my god, I got to check out Colorado if that's where these guys are from." You know, you just covered two things that I talked about in the last podcast with Kanika Moore, which was um, it, the it was so hot at summer camp last year, and I I can't imagine being one of those bluegrass bands that stands up there in suits. But then it also made me think of Vince, who on one of the hottest summer camps was the MC. This is b- before your time in Leftover. Um, yeah. And, and dressed up as Santa Claus. And I kept oh my thinking, Lord. Vince, you're, you're going to pass out, man. <laughs> He'll do anything to entertain the crowd. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and um, I, I do feel like I, I owe a, a Drew an, an apology for, for having you on first, uh, because I, I did have Vince on and um, it, it would have been the next step to have to have Drew on since he was an original member of the band. But um, your your fame is just running rampant right now. 
Um, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> and well, well, we'll get to that, I guess. Uh, so I, I guess I want to cover, uh, you, you started playing music around 12, I read, and, and you grew up in North Carolina, you said. That's right. And um, then you go to you go to college at the University of North Carolina. Yep. And and then you you mentioned that you know you went to Merle Fest. You had to check out Colorado. At, at what point did you move out to Colorado? Um, I I started hearing about Colorado through bands like Leftover and Yonder and String Cheese, and that was appealing because I liked their vibe. And then I think when I was a freshman at college, I was really good friends with the Steep Canyon Rangers. And they had just won the Rocky Grass Band Contest out in Lyons. And um, that seemed like, and they said, oh, this is a great way to get into the music scene and into the Colorado scene. If you can go win that contest with a group, then you'll be sort of have an in. So I actually had met these guys from Colorado randomly on a ski trip and it it was Anders Beck from Green Sky and Travis Book from the String Dusters they had a little band in Durango in 2002 so we met them on a ski trip and they convinced me to move out there that summer to start a band and just tour around and that was like my dream at that point so I drove out to Colorado and spent the next two summers out there and that band was a Broke Mountain Bluegrass Band that's right and we won the contest and yeah, uh, I, I won the banjo contest. I still play that banjo and saw how great it is to be a band in Colorado, just like driving around camping with your friends and being outside a lot. It was the best. Why cry you morning Why cry you morning When you get the blues, you gotta play the part. But you won't die from a broken heart. When the sun comes up, the blues be gone. It's a perfect time for moving on. Why cry, you morning dove? Why cry, you morning dove? I cry you I read that you you bought your first banjo at a garage sale. Is that true? Yes. How much? My neighbor's yard sale. How how much? And do you still have it? It was fifty dollars. It is in my attic. It's not a very good sounding banjo. It'd be. I want to use it for some kind of lawn statuary at some point as we uh, keep doing work here in the backyard. I, I I bought a baritone sax uh, a year or two ago at a, at a thrift store, and it's not worth it to fix it up. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with it as an art installation of some kind. An art installation, man. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I'm gonna like make a lamp out of it or paint it, or I'm I'm not sure yet. Lamp would be cool. Yeah, banjo. There you go. Banjo lamp would be cool. You could yeah, could be neat. Um, and you know, every, every original, every idea I have, I think is an original idea I get on YouTube. And of course there's other people who've made lamps out of saxophones. So definitely. Um, so, uh, you, you're, you're in Broke Mountain for a couple of years and then you, um, 
Oh, you moved back to the East Coast and joined Larry Keel's band? Yeah, I was I was uh, just spending the summers, really, and I was sort of having a hard time at that moment permanently moving to Colorado. So I ended up, after college, just coming home to North Carolina, and I got to be in Larry's band for two years then, and it was an amazing learning experience to play with him and all his amazing musician buddies to like really learn the roots of, of the bluegrass because I hadn't been around that as much. time then too because i know he's i did that was right when they started keller and the keels so it was neat to be around that in the beginning as they got that off the ground very cool um well you know we, we we've danced around a little bit the uh well i mean we'll, we'll move into modern day so so leftover salmon is a 32 year old band you've been in it for what 10 or 12 years now i think 12 years since 2010 and and that came to be because you were part of the the Emmett Nershi band, right? That's right. So, uh, how, well, how did and that? I, I ended up in the Emmett Nershi band really just thanks to my friend Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters. He was in the band, and it was right when the String Dusters were going full time. He had to leave the Emmett Nershi band and uh, start the String Dusters. So he recommended me so highly that they just hired me and I barely knew them. It was, it was pretty incredible. And I was really ready to get out of North Carolina. At that point, I'd been back home for like two or three years. So I just loaded up my car and drove back to Colorado and moved in pretty much without actually living anywhere for a whole year. From the beach of North Carolina, Mr. Andy Thorne. Picking a link. Here's a little number that Andy made up. It's called the Thorn Pipe.
ultimately that leads to you becoming a part of leftover salmon, right? Yeah. I, I guess, I guess before, before we get into summer camp, we'll, we'll talk about your, your recent fame. Um, pandemic starts leftovers tour, obviously stops like everything else. When was the first Fox video with Foxy? And, and I guess maybe I should state for people who don't, well, well I'll let you tell them. What, what happened with Foxy? You explain it. Um, yeah. So during, we'd seen lots of wildlife around our house for years. We've lived up here seven years, but we haven't been home that much because we're always traveling. So we started seeing Foxy like almost every day when the pandemic first started. And it was just really nice to, you couldn't see anyone at that point. So it was really nice to have a friend coming to visit. <laughs> which was a fox, but it sort of started to feel like he was a friend. We were smoking a lot of weed at this point, too. So uh, got some beautiful just, plants there, I saw. Yeah, and we grow and uh, it was just it was the most beautiful thing. And we never really tried to play music to him at first, but we slowly started to realize that if I was working on a banjo tune on the deck, he would sort of wander by and check it out. And uh, it's funny, I just sent all these videos to the Dodo for them to make something. And I was looking through the beginning of when all this stuff happened. And before even the Fox, I was trying to play banjo for the deer and the turkeys, which I kind of forgot about. So I guess I was just killing time during the pandemic, hanging out with the amazing wildlife. But yeah, I think in September 2020, I put a video up of uh, playing guitar to the Fox and people really loved it. But then it wasn't until about four months ago that that one video went crazy a video of me playing banjo to the fox on our hillside and uh it's just gone all over the world now it's wild It is wild. Um, what's your what's your favorite interview or thing that's come from it? Is um, well, it was great to go on Kelly Clarkson and tell her the band name, and I loved that, her reaction. That was a riot, and that and was super funny. I just looked it up. Um, I was watching it again because I wanted to hear exactly what she said, though I didn't like, yeah. misquote her or anything. Right. And, and, and I love Kelly Clarkson. Like, I, I'm actually, I'm an Idol fan. Uh, yeah. I, I watched that season when she was on. I, I, her show is late. It's, it comes on after something. So it ends up being on my TV at like two in the morning when I'm still up. And so it's just on while I'm on my phone. Right yeah. So I, I, no disrespect to Kelly Clarkson, but I love her. But it was hilarious. She, she was like, "Oh, what, what is? This isn't exactly what she said, but like, what a cute little band name." Right. <laughs> it was kind of her reaction, and and right now the video up there on on the Kelly Clarkson, the you know, it's the video posted by Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. Says Colorado man. Right. <laughs> no, that's. I, I was like, hey, if you could list my name, that would be great. It's just like Colorado man plays banjo. I'm officially Colorado man now. There's all <laughs> these memes that are like Colorado guy. And then the Dodo just did that story. And it's like, this guy plays banjo to a fox. 
I'm just this guy. <laughs> this guy in that I'm fine with being this guy. Little name. Yeah. With the band with a cute little name. That whole Kelly Clarkson experience was a trip, though, the way they sort of like trained me on what to say and all this stuff. Then I got got on there and there's like a half second delay between what I'm saying and hearing. So it got so weird. It was it was a wild experience. Oh, wow. They really cut it together well, then, because you can't tell. Okay, good. (laughs) What's up, Andy? What's up, Kelly? I mean, literally, man, I've been like in Alaska and like remote of remote all places and foxes run. You try and get a picture. Those guys just run from you. You are serenading one. I don't know how that happened. Um, It's crazy. So and this happened a few times now, right? Not just once. This has. It's been really amazing. Um, We're really lucky to live on a couple acres up in the Boulder foothills. So there's a lot of space for animals to roam around. And I'm usually on tour a lot with my band Leftover Salmon, but when the pandemic hit, we were home all the time. And I just sit on the deck playing banjo every day. And one day the fox wandered over and we thought, wow, I think he's really loving the music. (laughs) And then another day I was on a rock in the yard and he literally came and sat right next to me and just stared at me while I played banjo. And it was the coolest thing. It is amazing. And when my wife finally captured it on phone and we posted it, people loved it. And now we put a few videos up. It makes me so happy. We actually named the little guy Foxy, too. <laughs> That's awesome. He was and we, like, boo. Did you say that your band's name is Leftover Salmon? That's right. That's an amazing band name. I You said that, like, so flippantly, and I was like, no, we're going to talk about it. That's an amazing band name. Um, y'all got to check out Leftover Salmon. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm liking your post right now. Thank you. All right, that's not all, my man. Our um, but, yeah, that that's a riot that she uh, – and, and then Pilot Pen gives you a grand, which yeah. is strange, too. I was completely surprised. And uh, I thought I was done. So I was like, oh, I'm done. And then they cut back to me and I'm just like, what? (laughs) I thought they were talking about some sponsors. It was a trip. I just got the check finally. Thank you. Did you you get a box of Pilot Pens with it? I wish I did. (laughs) Be a good baby toy, actually. Yeah, I I saw you had a a kid during the pandemic. How did, was that, uh, was that tough having a baby in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, it was perfect. Yeah. Because, I mean, my wife was like, hey, I don't think you're going to work for a while. We're going to have a baby now. And I was like, okay. Oh, that was intentional. Yeah. Because she was, I mean, I was like, we're surely going to be back at work in like two months. And then it was like a year and a half later or something. till we really started doing stuff again. So it was, it was the best to be home for the whole pregnancy. It would have been smarter to like time having the baby right when the pandemic started but uh you can't nobody knew that was coming so yeah well i even then though there was such fear in the beginning of even going to a hospital so right i i think it was confusing yeah it It worked out i think yeah i think you're you ended up uh doing it just right and and now now you can uh, get back out on the road a little bit. And uh, the, the, I don't know, the baby stuff for me was, I mean, they're cute, but it's not that much fun. They, 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 they can't interact. They're, yeah, it's gotten really fun lately. I will, he's, he just turned a year old. The last couple months have been amazing. And uh, he sleeps now. So sleeping more than three to four hours a night. Yeah, is definitely a life improvement. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the two the two big things when they're that when they're that size when they're babies are sleeping and eating. We yeah. we got a good eater and not a good sleeper. Which oh, you have good. a kid? Yeah, yeah, he's nine now, but um, wow, he. He was a good eater in the beginning, but not a good sleeper, which is good health wise for him, but not so great for us in terms of the sleeping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that all fades away after a little while. <laughs> it's really amazing now. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we should we're, we're, we're coming up on the time. I told you we should talk about uh, uh, summer camp and leftover salmon. Leftover salmon's been at summer camp. I I was surprised only three times did I see the full, the full band listed in summer camp. And in my mind, leftover been there every other year for 20. I mean, I've been to all 20 of them and wow. in my mind leftover had been there every other year, but I, I, I guess Maybe like because Vince, great American taxi. Had been great, there. Exactly. Yeah. They had Vince, a big Illinois thing. Vince has been there much more than just leftover. That makes sense. So you, but you've played two for sure, 2012 and 2018. That sounds about right. And uh, I just found a cool video of uh, you and Vince doing a, a late night pop-up set at, at summer camp. Do you oh, cool. That? I do. That was wild, man. <laughs> um, it was really wild. We let it parade through the campground. I've been right here all this time. set or before one of the two i think it must have been after we paraded everybody through the campground next thing you know there's like a hundred people following us around topless girls all sorts of people it was it was a wild experience you don't see that at colorado festivals exactly there's something really? about midwestern festivals that they're just wild 
Yeah, that's interesting to know. Um, they really are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the greatest stuff happens like that at summer camp. I mean, those pop-up sets and the late night stuff. And um, so we'll cut a little bit of that in. Um, I do want to cover, uh, well, I, I want to cover anything else you want to cover because there's personal stuff. You've, you've got solo stuff that you put out during the pandemic. I do. I, uh, our quarantine project and our pregnancy project when we were just stuck at home was making this little album of all the songs we'd written that year. And a lot of them were about the Fox and just staying home. So we called it Fox songs and other tales from the pandemic. If I had knew, if I had known it was going to get as much press as it's gotten, I would have tried to make it a little better. It was just, and I was learning how to work pro tools and I played all the instruments and uh, it was a good way to kill a month. Um, waiting for everything to open up, but now it's gotten all this press because of the Fox stuff. You came to me in spring like flower, instead, you're a fox, one with magic powers. But I long to know where you go when you leave, and when you're not here, a fox. I wish I could be A fox I wish I could be I wish I could see The things a fox sees And when you go in your den What happens then? Do you snuggle with friends and But uh, that's a pretty fun one, and I'm actually working on a new album this week. That's all the instrumentals that I play to the Fox because I don't have any of that stuff recorded, and so many people are hitting me up. Where can I listen to this? I could start every day with this because it's just peaceful banjo music, and that's going to be a lot of fun. It, it's nuts. I mean, there's millions and millions of views across the videos. I I, I can't even fathom yeah. that. I, there was another one I thought it was, was interesting, wild. which was uh, it was a, a Taiwan, I think, yeah. where they had edited in like it wasn't so much the graphics that they edited all over the video. It was the sounds that they had. They're like bells the and sound effects. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one for sure. But check out the new one that just came out yesterday on the Dodo. Okay. It's a great YouTube channel. And that has like 10 million YouTube followers. So it's just so many people have seen it already. Are you just constantly fielding questions? And, and yes. Is it kind of taking managing over your this life? Video, yeah, managing this video has been a lot of work. It's really funny, though. I, and, you know, we, we have a publicist for the band, but they don't necessarily do that much of this. So I've really just been running it with my wife and it's been hilarious every day there's a new request for this or that yeah I, but, I i went through the leftover channels to get a hold of you uh but then i it just last last night as i was internet stalking I, I saw that there's a direct line to you and i thought oh that's a bad idea <laughs> it's just i, I box video request after another yeah but it's all it's always cool it's like hey can this be on spanish news and can this, it's just stuff from all over and it's really cool. It's getting around. 
and uh, hoping I'm getting some new fans. Yeah. You know, the, the first time I saw it, I, I didn't, I didn't realize, and, and I know this is true for other people I've talked to. I was just talking to somebody else who was like, Oh, he's in leftover. <laughs> like I, I saw the Fox video and I, I, I kind of thought you look familiar. I thought that guy looks familiar, but I didn't think yeah. much of it. And it was probably a couple of weeks later when I was like, Oh, he's that's Danny from leftover. <laughs> That's right. It's been a nice boost of, for the band in the news because we've been around for so long. It's nice people are mentioning the band and Kelly Clarkson knows who we are. So it doesn't hurt. Well, uh, you can tell Drew I owe him an, I owe him an interview. Uh, yes. <laughs> so Next time. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be my next go-to. So Nice. Um, all right. The, well, the only thing that I have that we didn't, I, we should throw out that you, you have a podcast too. Is that, is that still going? I do. I have a podcast with Ross James who, uh, played with Phil Esch and the Terrapin family band. We just, it's about being dads. So of course it's called, Holy shit, I'm a dad. It was really, really fun. We had, I mean, we only have seven or eight episodes, but we hope to do more soon. It's very hard to find the time when you are a dad and you're and you do all this stuff, but I'm, I miss doing it. We haven't put out an episode in two months, but we have episodes with Keller Williams, um, with Ryan Stasek. Is that how you say? Mm-hmm. He was great. He's such an awesome dad. And Mahali, we've done. Vince, we did. So with all these guys, we talk about being dads instead of talk about music. It's really interesting to hear their stories and try to learn something from them. I saw Joe Russo was on one of them. He's going to be a Joe Russo was amazing. He actually said yes to to me, but then kind of disappeared. So uh, if you talk to him, give him a nudge for me. (laughs) He has two kids. I'm sure he's busy. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And he's at the, (laughs) I mean, they're the J rad is at the top of like the list for all the festivals. So, I mean, he's got to be swamped. Yep. They're blowing up. For sure. Um, all right. Well, we talked about, holy shit, I'm a dad. Um, I, so I, I guess that's, uh, that pretty much covers it. Leftovers. I, I was looking at your schedule. It looks pretty reasonable, actually. You, you, it looks like you have a little, little break now so you can manage your media fame and then yes. you guys, uh, kind of pick up in, in, uh, April and May and yeah, we're playing every weekend this summer. We have a awesome lineup of festivals and a lot of fun Colorado stuff. We're doing Red Rocks with String Cheese Incident. That's going to be really fun. There's a lot of stuff that hasn't been announced. In the next two weeks, I think we'll be announcing a lot of shows. Yeah, and that that Red Rocks show, uh, July 15th, for people listening, is uh, String Cheese, Yonder Mountain, and Phil Lesh Incident. That That's quite a lot. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah, it's going to be going to be an awesome weekend all right man well um obviously you're you're a very busy man so i will let you get on to your day but i want to thank you again for for taking the time to talk to me i mean off off of kelly clarkson i know this is maybe uh maybe not quite as exciting as that but uh this is a little easier to deal with so (laughs) these i'm fine with and i'm really looking forward to being back at summer camp it's a wild time. I love walking around at that festival and people watching, checking out the campground. You'll see us out there. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. Thank you. All right. Bye. Have a great day. Bye.
Went back to the bank because we found our home. Now they said thanks, he's your mortgage loan. It's just our story, there's a million more. Wake up, Congress, what you waiting for? You can call us crooks and gangsters, but we'll still be pioneers. We're the first state to go legal. Yeah, we're Okay, my thanks again to Andy Thorne. That last clip was from Andy's catalog of solo recordings, which I encourage you all to check out on his website, andythornmusic.com. I wish I'd asked him more about that pop-up set in 2018. I heard Vince Herman and a small group were knocking on doors of trailers in the RV camping, and when people would answer, they would play one full song and then just walk away. That's the kind of stuff I love about summer camp. And, and maybe part of what Andy meant when he said Midwest festivals are a little bit more crazy. You never know what you're going to get at camp. So, on to the jam of the week. My selection this time goes all the way back to Summer Camp 2012. Here's Leftover Salmon at Summer Camp in 2012 with Light Behind the Rain. I'll be back in a couple weeks with an interview with a very elusive artist who's, well, not human. I'll catch you then. Oh.